queen, when I get the DMs, that's why I'm on social media. That's the only reason why I'm not for a bag. You know, I thank you, Lord. I don't have to be, you know, it's really, thank you, Melanie. You inspired me. Thank you. I'm getting started. We about to, how can I? Boom. That's why I do it. It's bigger than me. Yeah, real. Keep That's going awesome. strong because this this is the kind of episode that I want my daughter to watch. Whoa. 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 Turn my mic up. For you. Take there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. On the road to the riches. Life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. We ready to rock, all right? We got Team Integrity in the building, y'all. Hustle fam, hustle fam. We are back with another amazing episode, and I think we're going to have a dope episode today because I got my girl, Melanie Patterson, in the yes. building. Yes, yes, yes. Town, what's going on? What's happening? I am honored to be here. This mm. is amazing, 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 amazing. Thank you. No doubt. Thank you. Thank you for you. You flew in from the shy. You know it. To to pull up on truck for and hustle. Truck and hustle. <laughs> for truck and hustle. Anything. That's what I'm talking about. That's what's good. All right, Melanie. So team integrity, integrity transport. You are a serial entrepreneur. You are building a trucking empire. You've been in the transportation game, what, about a year and a half, two, two years Two years. Now? Two years. And you have done some amazing things in a very short amount of time. So the people want to know how you did it. All right? So we're going to get into that. But first, Let's we got go. to get into your backstory. Let's talk about it. Let's learn a little bit about Melanie, man. First of all, where are you from? I, I know, but let's tell the audience. Born and raised from Chicago. Mm. Born and raised from Chicago. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. T tell me about growing up in the shy. Um, growing up in a city. So originally I was born on the North side of Chicago, raised on the North side of Chicago, um, Lakeview uptown area, okay. very, uh, diverse, really, really nice community born for, um, raised by a single mother. And so my mother thought she was doing the right thing by, uh, purchasing, purchasing a townhouse on the South side of Chicago in a community called Jeffrey Manor. Okay. Little did she know, um, my mom is Puerto Rican, so she's not really in tune to, you know, demographics of Chicago. Okay. Um, little did she know she moved us into a high gang infested drug infested area. So Jeffrey Manor is a, a, a a suburb of Chicago, but it is the hood. Okay. And so I had to assimilate and re-learn um, myself being in that environment. And so I became um, a victim of, of my environment, you know, uh, graduated from an alternative school, um, uh, got linked up with the wrong people in the beginning and really just really lost myself, as I say. Um, and long story short, came out of that situation to to do great things now today. Um, so originally raised on the north side of Chicago, but most of my years were on in, in Jeffrey Manor, on the south side of Chicago. Je Jeffrey Manor? Jeffrey said? Manor. So is that, so just so I wild, understand. Wild wild Is that like what all the rappers are talking about, like old block and all that? Is that where that's near? No, or is no, that, no, no, it's not I, old I block. I don't really know. Right, you know right, right, right. So no, it's not old block. It's not Inglewood, but comparable. It's comparable to that. Very much so. How close is it in terms of like like miles? Like is it uh, like how far um, is how far how, is Old Block? Maybe not. I, I won't speak about uh, miles, but let's say about twenty minutes away. Okay. All right. So pretty close and comparable in terms of the activity and what goes comparable on. Comparable to the, the activity. The, the homicides, mm. murders, drugs. And then and back in those days, I'm a little bit older. So back in those days when I was living in Jeffrey Matter, that was about 96, 98. Okay. The height of, of true, true mafia, drugs, gang infestation. Mm. And um, one of the leaders, uh, mother stayed on my block. Got you. So you said you went to alternative school. Yep. Okay. So after what, 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 what alternative school that was like, um, basically like school for like bad kids. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, right, 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 right. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were a little bit bad. You were a little bit wayward. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. All just right. A little bit. No, not a problem. All right. So, so talk to me about growing up after school. What do you do? Um. Okay. So. Um, got kicked out of high school, graduated from an alternative school, and luckily the principal, um, rest in peace, Miss uh, Hawkins, she believed in me. She saw something within me. She said, "You're going to college." You're going to college. 
I'm going to sponsor you. This is how we're going to do this. And so she led me in the direction of uh, Stillman um, College in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, out of all places. Where? Tuscaloosa. Exactly. <laughs> where I needed to be. Where I needed to be. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. right, right. So um, she led me to Tuscaloosa, um, Alabama, and I went down there, and I first majored in business uh, management and administration. Okay. And so that was my first major. Uh, God had other plans for me. Um, at that time, my um, father's girlfriend was a, an executive at Cedar sinai Hospital in Beverly Hills, California. And she said, come on down, come do an internship in the uh, NICU. So it's like an ICU for babies. Okay. I said, all right, cool. Let me give it a shot. Cause I know if she's any, if she's passing anything down to me, I know that it has to be something good. Right. 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 So I went down, I did the internship and I fell in love with, with nursing. And so then I went back and I said, you know what? I don't want to do business uh, administration anymore, business management administration. I want to lead into medicine. Uh, long story short, I started the process of um, um, going you know, into into the nursing field, into medicine. Started out as a, a nurse assistant, a CNA, um, and started to apply for nursing school. Moving forward, I went on to get my bachelor's degree in nursing and Moving forward again, I now have a master's degree in science, and so I am considered an advanced nurse practitioner. Okay. And in the state of Illinois, you can practice as a doctor. Okay. And so I did that for about seven years in ER trauma. Got you. So so how much of a shock was it coming from Chicago to Tuscaloosa? Huge. And how did you adapt? How did you, how did you make that transition? Was it hard to make friends? Like what? T tell me about that. I'm extroverted. I'm extroverted. I love all people. So it wasn't hard for me to make friends, but it was really hard for me to uh, identify with the culture. Very slow pace, um, outdated. I'm from Chicago, fast paced, very innovative, right. very productive. You know, I mean, um, and so it was really, really, it was great point. It was, it was hard. It was hard yeah. for me um, to really, really uh, identify with the culture down South. So, so what'd you do? Just kind of just focus on the books and that's how you kind of stayed focused. Like, how'd you get through it? Well, I didn't do well. I didn't. I didn't do well. Um, and luckily, she um, called me with the internship, and it completely changed the trajectory. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so I left from down south, and I came back to what I know, which gotcha. is Chicago. And then I started to pursue um, medicine. Mm -hmm. Got you. So it wasn't really something else for you, and that's when no. you just got that opportunity. As you said, come and do this, and you jumped right into it. There you go. Got you. So you said, could you name the degrees again you said you have for nursing? Could you name the couple? Yeah, yeah. So, well, degrees, I have a bachelor's degree and a master's degree. Okay. Ton of certificates. And, okay. And, yeah. And you said as a nurse, you're able to do what? You can work So there. in the state of Illinois, you can practice as a doctor. Okay. Um, insurance companies bill you the same way. You can write prescriptions. Um, you can see a patient, treat a patient, diagnose a patient, and prescribe. Um, medication. Okay, got you. And you said you had that for the last seven years? That was for seven years. I no longer am at the bedside. I no longer practice. Because now stop? I'm a full-time entrepreneur. Okay, I love it. I'm I love full -time. it. When, when did you stop? Two years ago. Two years when ago. When I got into trucking. Okay, got you. All yeah. right, so let, let's talk about that transition. First of all, why trucking? Great question. So even for me, why trucking, right? So my husband had a friend who was in the trucking industry who was a car hauler kept telling us he knew he knew that we were entrepreneurs so at the time just to um just touch on what we just talked about so at the time even though i worked as a as a nurse for those seven years i yeah. still was a business partner with my husband okay so i still had my hand in entrepreneurship we had pro realty management our real estate investment company and exquisite cuts barbershop my barbershop company okay and so i would leave the emergency room and you know still put on my entrepreneur hat and um i did that throughout my nursing career. Okay. Um, now, he knew that we were entrepreneurs. He said, you guys really need to look into this industry. Nah, mm -mm, no, 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 high liability. No, 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 no. We're going to stay right. away from it. Um, and then his brother-in-law's father said, look, I'm retiring. This is a really, really good industry to look into. I also have great resources if you are looking to entertain this opportunity. Okay. And so then I said, okay, wait a minute, let's really talk. And so then my husband and I, we developed a business plan and we had a goal and we executed. Okay. Now you said they, they were car haulers. Um, so yeah, my husband's friend was a car, car hauler. Okay. Um, my husband's brother-in-law's father, um, he ran semi-trucks. Okay. All right. So you, 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 you take this information, you say this is a great opportunity. 
what do you, what's the plan? What, what do you guys come up with? Um, so the plan was, and so this is what a lot of people, um, I know trucking is on the rise right now, but you have to have a plan. And so upon, um, entering into the uh, transportation industry, I knew how can we leverage ourselves? right? The industry has been around for quite some time. There's a ton of trucking companies, but how can we leverage ourselves? Mm -hmm. Number one with branding, right? Cause I know business, right? That's what I do. Um, and so integrity transit co, Right. So we started there. Then also we said we you need to. So it's my it's me, my husband and his right hand man. You guys need to go get your CDLs because I knew our insurance premium would be cheaper. And if, if we had any form of abandonment, go get the truck. Right. No problem right. for our PMs, our daily. Uh, I mean, our scheduled PMs. Go take the truck here, get PMs, put some new tires on it. I don't have those issues. Third thing was. I wanted to get into government contracting where the money resides really within this industry. And so um, I agreed, we agreed uh, to make me 51% shareholder. And so um, Integrity Transit Co. is a certified minority woman-owned transportation company. Mm, Dope. All right. So let's talk about getting started, taking those first steps. What do you do? Did did you you purchase a truck from from the the other gentleman? Did you get a truck from somewhere else? How'd that go? How'd you get started? Right. Um, so, no, we didn't purchase um, anyone's unit. My my husband, um, we purchased a 2009 International Pro Star where everybody tells you do not buy. Right. <laughs> right. Um, we were new to the industry. <laughs> right. um, and so we bought a 2009 International Pro Star, still have it. Um, and it did its job. It did its job. It made us some really, really good money. Um, and that's how we got started. And what were you guys running with that pro Did you have a trailer as well? No. Or? So okay. we started out as power, power only. only. Um, of course, I had uh, I tapped into my resources. I didn't jump into the industry blind. Um, and so I was I was familiar about power only versus van, reefers, flatbed, things of that nature. Uh, starting out, I knew um, what the plan was. Um, and it was to start out power only to start generating revenue, but then to then add on trailers because trailers is also where the money is. But we ran power only at first, um, but we owned the truck outright. Okay. So we didn't have finance um, costs. And then my husband was the driver. Got you. Got you. Okay. So power only, what type of loads were you able to get with power only? And, and how'd you, and how'd you get them? Um, so, so in the beginning I, I dispatched all of our units. Okay. You did, you did dispatch groundwork, groundwork. How, hands on. how was that? I, I love dispatching. I'm a negotiator. I'm a businesswoman. Okay. Um, and then I'm a researcher. Okay. So once again, as as you know, I'm in Chicago. I'm in the Midwest. We have a really, really good region. Um, so we have a great airport. We have good rails. We it's 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 a good place to right, um, good to place run. To be. It's a good place to be. Um, and so I I um, showed off a little bit in that area. And um, dispatching is really about knowing the region that you're in, um, knowing the driver's clock, the ELD, their yeah. hours of service, yeah. and uh, knowing how to negotiate that load. Power only, um, now to date that I have experience underneath me, mm, it's not the highest revenue paid uh, load, um, but we made it do what it do. How, how did you find those customers in Chicago? Were you just Googling, knocking on, knocking on doors? How were you finding uh, shippers? I was starting on the load board, as everybody okay. does. Okay. I was starting on the load board. Um, that's the that's the first place to start. And we um, I, I started to learn about how to dispatch your truck. And so we're going to pay attention to the mileage. We're going to pay attention to the weight. um, And then we're going to pay attention to where we're going to because we got to get back out. Right. Right. They may want to send you to Florida for six thousand. But what are you going to get coming out? And so then I just started to really learn, learn the industry in that regard that way. Tell me about the early, early challenges with with your 2009 (sighs) star. Talk about some of the that that first six months. First six months. That's what it was, too. First six months, not really understanding my true bottom dollar. Everybody talks about this $2 mile, $2 mile. Not true, right? Um, to date, my owned units that I do own outright, that my bottom line and my rate per mile is very different from my leased units. Um, we I utilize the lease model now today. Okay. Um, and so you really need to understand what your true bottom line is. At first, I did not. Um, fuel costs, that's another big one. And then insurance, not really understanding um, the responsibilities and 
of being a fleet owner, have operating under your own authority, maintaining compliance and things of that nature. And so, yeah, we we bumped our head a few times, you know, going into the wrong region, not knowing that they don't pay well coming out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, had to had to take a loss. What, had to take a loss so sometimes. At what point were you, I mean, were you profitable? Was your business profitable or were you guys kind of in the red for a little bit? Like, tell me about that. So, um, so any company that you start, trucking, my real estate, and you're going to start out in the red. Um, a strategy that I utilize is you, I don't pay myself or my husband the first year of business. Okay. Um, so we weren't too much in the red, but yes, we were in the red because we were, um, we, we had to invest. Right. So we had um, investment capital up front. And so we were in the red. Absolutely. Um, but we quickly got out of that because okay. we knew business. Got you. All right. So first six months, like you said, you have one truck now, two trucks now. No, 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 not now. I know you got oh. more now. We'll get to that. OK. Um, at that time, in that first six months, you, one. you just had the one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Husband's driving a truck. Mm-hmm. Right. OK. Having some struggles, trying to figure it out after that six months. Tell me how things kind of open up for you. What changes do you make? What adjustments? Tell me a little bit about that. So after the first six months, um, we started to really understand what our bottom dollar was. We un- we started to understand how to handle our clock a little bit better, right? Because your okay. clock is your money. That's why I tell him, my drivers, that your clock is your money. And so learning how to um, really, really utilize your clock. Uh, another thing was is um, understanding the business. This business is, is, is about who you know. And so we, I quickly, quickly identified that I cannot run a company and scale the way that we planned running off of the low board. Right. Um, the, now, let me say this. Let me say this, y'all. Let me say this. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the low board. There's nothing wrong with the low board. But you just cannot truly, truly run an empire and a fleet off of the low board. Um, and, I, and I quickly identified that. Um, and so started just to make those connections. Got you. And you're still dispatching at this point? No. Okay. Okay. So you outsource dispatching. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. So I recently have, um, not recently, uh, it's been over a year now. So I recently, um, utilized a dispatching company, outsourced that, onboarded them, trained them, and, um, they're executing. Um, one thing about outsourcing an, um, um, a particular task to, to a foreign country, India is, is where they're located. Okay. Um, they understand their role. Okay. They understand their role. They understand the industry. And so it's, it's, they've been essential. Okay. They've been essential. Got you. So talk to me about scaling. How do you go from uh, one to two? At what point do you go to your second truck and how do you start? You said you use the lease model. You start leasing trucks. You, you no, lease we started to, we still started to um, purchase. Buying? Yeah. Okay, okay, we so started. About the second yep, yep. So it's six months. Boom, boom, boom. <clears throat> now here we are a year. Start added another unit on um, and got a driver in there. Okay. We didn't, we didn't use the lease model at first because we were still in, we were in the red. Right? right. So why would we increase, you know, our, our liability uh, by going to the lease model as, as it is expensive. So we, we, we then um, purchased another truck and then we financed another truck. Um, Got, got some good drivers, understood the business. Okay. Understood the business. So now at this point you have three drivers, right? Mm-hmm. Is your husband still driving? Not to date, no, no, but I'm he does. At, it, that, yeah. at that time. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay, got you. So he's, still, he's still rocking and rolling. And he still does to this day, absolutely. Okay. Like if our driver needs to, go, um, if he's going out for vacation, yeah. absolutely. He still would jump in that truck. Okay. Absolutely, no doubt. Dope. Talk talk about it. How was it uh, for you finding drivers? That's one of the most difficult parts as you, you know, know, right? Of, of this industry, finding good drivers. So what do you do differently to, to, to get good drivers and then more importantly, retain good drivers? It's an ongoing battle to be, um, to be honest with you. Um, this is, this is something that the industry as a whole, um, combats, right? This is, this is not just me, myself, yeah. but some strategies that I utilize is I really, under, I really make them understand, uh, what the mission and the goal is of the company. Um, another thing is, of course, you, you have to pay them well. The dollar speaks. And I knew that starting out, right? Um, and so we started out paying them 25% gross low revenue. Uh, uh, me being from the medical field, even though that they were, we used 1099 models. I knew coming, starting out, I, I can't W2 anybody. Right. I can't afford W2 right now. It's a startup. Right. So we were 1099 in everybody, but I still was able to tap into my resources and still offer them medical benefits, retirement plans. Mm. So that was advertising to them. Another thing is sign-on bonuses is another thing. Um, and then when we did get into lease modeling, they 
<laughs> I call them truck booties. You know how you have a car booty? They yeah. truck booties. These truck drivers are truck booties. So they want the, they want refrigerator. They want microwave. Right. They want 2020. Right. And so, you know, um, making them feel comfortable because believe it or not, a lot of these drivers, they live out of our units. Right. They don't have a, a home or an apartment to go to. They live out of our units. So making it comfortable in that way, um, streamlining all of the onboarding process, not, not making it very rigorous to, you know, a ton of paperwork, a ton of uh, orientation. Uh, we have a, we have a two-step orientation process, direct deposit directly into their bank account. Um, uh, just being transparent with them. A lot of these Fortune 400, Fortune 500 companies, they're more concerned about the product that's in the truck. They're not concerned about the driver. They mm. care less about the driver. They want to know where's that product at. And we want to. We, we're more concerned with the driver. Are you fatigued? Hi. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we're really we 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 offer them something that those larger companies can't because we really make them feel like a family. Uh, we do monthly uh, monthly Zoom call, calls and we tap in with each other. Mm. Hey, what was going on? How was how was your week this week? What happened here? So we all can really have healthy dialogue and really talk among each other and really have that. Uh, um, that, that that table talk as a family get that feedback yeah 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 so, yeah, yeah. so that's that that's interesting that's great so what type of feedback are you do you get from your drivers often and what type of things you hear and and when you hear it like what kind of type of uh how how, how did you adapt you know what i mean like what what was some of the feedback that you got early me as an executive you as an executive yep what what changes did you make based on some of the feedback that you got from your drivers um Let's see, let's see, let's see. Some some feedback that I got, um, I guess um, really not pushing them too hard because okay. I know I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. You know, um, we our goal is to keep those wheels turning, but we really have to respect their time and, yeah. and their sleep. And so really just understanding how to how to um, dispatch them appropriately so they have some downtime in between okay. in between those loads okay that's one of the main that's the first thing that can come to my mind is really having a respect for their time and and really tapping in with them and seeing exactly um how are they doing okay yeah, yeah, yeah. okay got you all right so we talked about the first truck that was the uh the, the international international mm -hmm. and then we went to the two other trucks mm -hmm. right and then you adapt is it when you adapted the lease model yep why due did to you my mentor lease? okay yep due okay. to my mentor um really understanding uh and no i mean just from experience de dealing with repairs mm. dealing with repairs it was really eating at my bottom line and it was it was a hassle right okay. um you know you have a, you have a guy break down in cottonwood alabama <laughs> you know and, seriously yeah. and you're like Tow truck is how far out? Right. You know what I mean? Right. And that's your responsibility as a as a executive, as a fleet owner. Get a tow truck, put them in a hotel, make sure that the truck is repaired, and get them back out on the road and get those wheels running. Right. Right. It's, it's a hassle. Now here we are. I have I utilized the lease model? Just had a um. It wasn't even a breakdown. ABS light came on. Mm. Driver didn't feel comfortable. I'm not moving. ABS light is on. Right. There's something going on with the brake system. Right. Okay. Cool. I make one phone call. They then contact the driver. Where are you at? What uh, uh, marker are you at? They then towed a new unit to him, towed his unit away and got it repaired, and then brought his repaired unit back to him and took the rental back. Mm. That's priceless. White, white glove service. That's priceless. Nah, that, that's, that's definitely priceless. priceless. Them ABS lights always stay on, though. I don't know why he's worried about that. They do, they do, but I have to respect it yeah. though. But I have to respect it, nah, right? I know, I Safety know, I know, first. I know, I know, I know. But they do, sure. they do. I'm just playing they around. Do. Um, all right, so you you adapt the lease model. Talk to me about financially. How does that impact your business? Like, because it, it like, just to give the people an idea, what does it cost to to lease a truck? Can you give them like where you lease from? Can you give them some of that some of that game? Just, just drop, yeah, yeah. drop some of that. Sure, sure, sure. So, um, so there's basically two top competitors. You have Ryder and Penske. Okay. Um, I utilize Penske. Um, once again, leverage your negotiation power. If you really express to them um, what your business plan, plan is, what your projections are, you can really negotiate um, what that uh, lease amount is. Um, if they see you steadily growing and adding on new units, then you definitely have more negotiation power. So to uh, lease on a, a unit, you're going to be looking at anywhere. I'm just going to speak figuratively. Right. We're going to you're going to be looking at anywhere between twenty eight to thirty two hundred a month, and then whatever negotiation you um, come up with, far as um, uh, cents per mile. 
Got you. And that, so that number is not fixed. It's, it, it could be whatever you negotiate. It's contingent. It's contingent. Yeah. So on a few the, the advice you would give somebody looking into leasing is you get what you negotiated. <laughs> and that probably has a lot to do with your business and what you're able to present with them as you your, the, the, the roadmap. Yep. Right. So they can yep. see like it's doing business with you worth it for the future. And do your research before you go to talk to these um, to these brokers. That's what really what they are. Right. right. Um, do your research. And so when you come into the table, they know they're going to sense. OK, cool. I'm talking to somebody who knows what they're talking about. Right. And so you're going to you're going to speak to them from a from a perspective of knowledge. And so we can re, we can negotiate um, on what the cents per mile is going to be and what our down payment is going to be. Right. Depending on how many units we're about to add on. Got you. Okay, cool. So now you guys are at what? How many trucks? Seven. Uh, seven. Okay, so you built up to seven in, in how many years? Or it's just two years? Two years. Okay, got two you. Years. Typically, what are you guys, what type of freight are you guys running? Are you doing refer loads? You I know? only do refer. That's where the money resides within the Midwest. Okay. Um, so this, it may not work for everybody. Down in Texas, refer um, is... is you know, that's more oil fields, you know. So you need to really study your area, where, where, where you're going to be housed at. Um, and so for me in Chicago, refer is what works. And so we um, haul anything refrigerated, as you as you know. Yeah. So so what what is a what is a truck a truck average a week if, if you don't mind sharing? Um, um, just on a dedicated lane or my government lane? Well, let's start with the dedicated. We're going to get into the government um, stuff. So uh, averaging uh, bottom dollar is uh, 6500 Okay. Bottom. Got you. So you have a lane that you run dedicated? Yep. And how did you find that? Just do <laughs> networking. Know, networking. Networking. Let me tell you what I do about that. Okay, okay, cool. I'm about to tell you. Yeah. So this is what I do. So put them on a lane. Man, this lane was good. This was sweet. This was a good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Okay, cool. No problem. Now, when you do this, you do this with a sense of uh, professionalism and not right after your truck has delivered that load, right? Okay. Look at your Raycon. Who who did you ship to? Who was that that you shipped to? It has it has a a, a, de a designated uh, uh shipper and receiver on there. Right. Find out who the transportation uh, transportation manager is. Find how the find out who the logistic coordinator is. LinkedIn is great. Mm. LinkedIn is great. Mm. You tap into that. Gotcha. That's you did. Mm -hmm. So you, you actually that. found that, that. And you have to be careful because they can report you to freight guard. You okay. know what I mean? If they find out that you did something like that, because it's it's not the best model, but but once again, this is business. You gotta do what you gotta do. This is business, <laughs> right? Um, and so um, once again, you're gonna go to the table professionally. You're gonna understand what their pain points are already. You're gonna understand where where you can then. Um, Provide them relief. What whatever whoever that broker is who's not delivering on time, mm. where where their their rate per mile is is too high. And you and you do your numbers. You crunch your numbers and f find a number that really will work be better for them. Got you. Right. Got you. And you stay on that lane though. You stay on that lane. Let's say you got the lane off of the load board, right? So you got the lane from a broker. Stay on that lane. Put your best drivers on that lane. Never arrive late. Arrive early. Never arrive on your appointment time. Always one hour before your appointment time, right? Over-communicate. Don't just communicate. Over-communicate, right? And over-deliver on that particular lane. And they're going to, they, they, so they have a, um, a system where they can see which carriers are hauling that particular lane, right? right. And so when you reach out to this particular um, um, uh, manufacturer or direct shipper, they're going to see, oh, Integrity Transit, wow, well, you you ran nine loads on this lane. Hold on one second. You've never been late on this load? Oh, oh, okay. Um, All right. Well, wh what was your name again? Right. And you take it from there. Got you. I love it. I love it. All right, cool. So we just now kind of alluded to, you said your government work, right? You said you're dedicated or your government. So you got into government contracting as mm -hmm. well, right? And you said that was a part of your roadmap from the beginning. How did you know about government contracting and how did you know that Trucking was, uh, you know, you could, you can grow uh, via trucking and government contracting. Where would you get that concept from? Honestly, I, to be real, I really didn't know much about government contracting. Okay. Um, I knew that government contract um, uh, exists. Um, my aunt, that's something that she, she's a grant writer. She finds funding. Okay. Um, for, right. So yeah. I knew, I right. knew a little bit about knew the it. The world was there. Yeah, I okay. knew the world was there. Great, yeah. great, great way to put that. I knew that it was there, but I really didn't know much about it. Okay. So what? Research. 
started to research what is this what does this look like and how would it look like for me and within this within this industry and so um i just knew hey look not just registering the company uh, as, as as a certified uh company to do business with the government but guess what i'm double minority and woman right 51% shareholder. Right. And so then I started to learn that way and just really. So once you got certified, right, as minority and woman, how long did it take you before you were able to, or did you get a government contract? And if you did, how long did that take you? Um, my first contract took me about four months. Four months. And what'd you do to get that, to pursue that contract? Bid, to, bid, 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 okay. bid, 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 bid. Know who's um, uh, buying your services. Okay. Know who's buying your services. A lot of uh, people out here, I see them, um, you know, hey, I want to do government contract. I want to do government contract. They pay this money um, to get certified, but you don't know who's buying. Um, and so is it on the, uh, on the city level, on the state level, on the federal level? Mm. Who do you want to do business with? Um, I wanted to stay within my state because I knew, that that's what would work for me. I wanted to start off slow before I just jump in to federal for, uh, uh, government contracting, and it took four months. And I landed my first um, government contract, which was to haul lumber wood because they were um, renovating uh, the highways in Chicago, in Illinois. Got you. And how long? What was the, the time period in that contract? It was um, for one year, three year uh, um, um, extension. One year, three year extension. Mm -hmm. So have you already you already met that year already? Or? Yes. So you're on the three year extension now. Yep. And you're hauling lumber. Lump, you said lumber um, wood. Yeah, lumber. Okay. Yep, lumber. Okay. But no, my trucks. Um, yeah. So I outsourced far as um. So the contract was to purchase lumber uh -huh. and haul the lumber. Uh, so I outsourced. You out, okay? Yep, got you. Got and my you. trucks pick up the lumber and deliver the lumber. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Now you said that was your first contract. So you that was gotten, my very first one. So you got multiple. Yes. You, so you have more more than the, the humbly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you, you have you have. So how how many contracts have you been able to get since you got into contract? So I'm gonna tell you about the last contract yeah, I had. Yeah. How about that? So the last contract I had, which was really go ahead, stop. Cracking up. Hold on, I'm sorry. <laughs> She's like, I can't tell you about them all. Just, I'll tell you about the first and the last. <laughs> Everyone in the middle, I'm keeping it myself. All right. So the last, the last contract, one. the last contract I had. No, you ain't gonna make it out of Atlanta. <laughs> Okay, I'm trying to get home. <laughs> I got. It. I'm listening. So, so the last contract I had was storage of COVID nineteen tests. My trucks didn't haul anything, and um, I just outsourced containers. Okay. And so I'm really looking into that industry a little bit more too, container work. And so basically, um, it's containers like intermodal containers. Yeah. I just provided them with the containers to store the COVID nineteen tests. So, what makes you different than other people who have been government been certified for years and haven't gotten one contract. How are you able to get at least two? I'm hungry, and I stay hungry. Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did get I answer that? <laughs> yeah, I got to get your hunger up. <laughs> yes. Obey your thirst. Yes. Oh man. So we we could definitely say you have it. You've gotten at least two government contracts, but sure. the other ones in the middle we ain't gonna sure. talk about. And how, how has that changed the trajectory of your business and your business model? I mean, I, I didn't even understand fully what government contracting was, but I knew I needed to implement that into our, our model. Now that I actually understand it and I'm getting very familiar with the terminology, who purchases my services and what contracts I can execute on. Let me say that one more time what contracts I can execute on. I don't bid on anything that I cannot execute. It has changed the trajectory vastly, right? Because that revenue is additional to what my trucks are doing. That's separate. Right. Now, did you just hear what I said too? Yes. I outsource the containers. I don't have containers. Right. I only own trailers. I own trucks and I lease trucks. I don't have containers. Right. So I, I, I was the middleman to provide a service for the government. How I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is a whole nother business we're talking about within yeah, a business, within a business, within a business. So that the, the business itself provided you the opportunity to have these there other businesses that are outside of trucking. Yep. Yep. Wow. Wow. Yep. Absolutely. That's, that's amazing. 
As I'm humbled. <laughs> I'm humbled. And I prayed for this, but I didn't even, I didn't know it was going to come this way. Right. Um, and so government contracting really has, um, it, it, it took, it took us to a, a different level. Yeah. It really has. It really and, and has. And all this within two years. Within two years. And let me say this though. Um, this is this is two years of trucking, but almost ten years of entrepreneurship. That's important. You have to understand. Yeah. You have to. You know what I mean. Yeah. So I know we get confused, and and we are. Um, it's an illusion on social media, right? There's a lot of people trucking. It's huge for us right now. It's on the rise, um, and but I I don't I'm not one of those. I want you to understand. Yes, two years of trucking, but ten years of entrepreneurship. Mm. And so I utilize a lot of the principles, the models that I, in my real estate company for my barbershops, same concepts, you know. Yeah. But just within this industry. Yeah. Can Can you talk about some of those concepts, like some of those? Things that are applicable to all business. Getting people? a business plan. Capital. To thy own self be true. You're gonna you're gonna have to use your personal credit. You're gonna have to use your own capital at um start and startup. Um, really, really leading by example, setting a tone and a culture for your company, having discernment on who you're gonna onboard and add on to that team. They have to have the same vision and the same goal as you. It won't work. Wow, that's that's some pretty pretty good ones. Give me another one. I'm, I'm, I'm um, liking where you're going with this. Um, what I've learned from my previous businesses previous and added it into um, the truck because like, what you said is very important. Because once you've mastered certain fundamentals, you can apply it to pretty much anything. Pretty much. Right. So I'm just I want people to understand how you think, so they can understand how you've been able to almost have like what they would look at as a cheat code. Because everybody can't achieve the same things that you have in a short oh, amount of time. No. So that's why I think it's important that you touch on some of those things and, and what you just said I said was important. Be true to thyself, right? Or to thy own self. To be thy true. own self, be true. Yeah, was that like Socrates or something? I don't know. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Okay. okay. Here we go. And uh you, you said the business plan, you said making sure you have the right people, right? What else? So none of this will be th this empire is not built by Melanie. So I have a great team behind me. You understand? I'm the face of the company, but I have a team behind me. Um, another thing that I've utilized from my previous experiences that I utilized into trucking, um, it's a marathon. It's a marathon. Okay. It's a marathon. It's not a race. Mm. Mm -hmm. Take your time. Take your time. Trucking has been around for quite some time. Unfortunately, we're just now getting to know um, this industry, but take your time. And they're willing to do business with you. They're willing to do business with you if you can perform. Got you. Team Integrity Knowledge Center. Mm, Let's talk yes. about that. What what is what is oh. that? Why? Tell me about it. Team Integrity mm. Knowledge Center. So I said, you know what? There's no way. Once again, I'm from a background of medicine, nursing. It's in me, caring, giving, nurturing. Um wife, mother. So I said, there's no way that I can accomplish this and not tell my people. My husband doesn't have this, uh, you know, this, uh, he's, he's not a, uh, uh, um, a hedge fund baby. He doesn't come from, you know, a wealthy family. Neither right. do I. Right. He doesn't have this, uh, grand degrees. And, uh, you know, I come from an alternative school from a previous, a past, just like everybody else. If I can do it, we, I'm, I'm willing to share the information. Right. I'm willing to share. It. It's what's for me is for me, right. you know? And so that's where, um, I developed team integrity knowledge center. That platform is really, uh, utilized for entrepreneurs, um, ready to get with into the uh, trucking industry, but not only enter into this industry, but learn how to sustain in the industry and build a true organization. So trucking, a lot of people now um, are looking at this like, oh, yeah, 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 let me get into trucking, let me get into trucking. But if you really look at it for what it is, this is true generational wealth, mm. true generational wealth. If you play it right mm. and you have the right mentor and you have the right resources, once again, I keep saying that, yeah. networking and resources, um, it really, really will change the trajectory. Got you. Yeah. So what type of information will you find inside of the Knowledge Center? 
Um, so right now what we have is um, A to C on how to get started within the trucking industry, all forms and templates that are needed on your back end office. So that's my role within Integrity Transit Co. Um, is really uh, business growth strategies, uh, back office operations, network and marketing. That's my who, who Melanie is within Integrity Transit. And so I transition that over into Team Integrity Knowledge Center and I really provide them um, understanding on getting their back office operations um, effective, learning your bottom dollar, also how to get started within uh, government contracting. And my team and I actually um, are working on, so uh, uh, September 6th, we'll be launching a six-week mentorship program. Mm, okay. And so we'll really, truly, truly walk you through how to get started in the industry, understand the industry, set up your back office operations, what to outsource, what not to outsource, learning your bottom dollar. I'm giving you my personal, personal resource list to brokers, but not only brokers, direct shippers who I know are ready and willing to do business along with all of the forms and templates that you need from application, policies and procedures, uh, driver uh, contracts, um, your ELD logs that are mandated to be kept in each unit. Um, the list goes on. Mm, got yes. you, got you. The whole kit and caboodle. The whole, yes. Ha has being a woman in this business ever uh, been a roadblock for you? No. Um, once again, I come from I come from business, so I've been in and been in this game for quite some time. I've um, this is a man dominated industry, so this is why I'm going to say what I say. I I own a barbershop. I have nine barbers in one of my barbershops, all man dominated. Um, so no, I feel very comfortable within this industry. I've had haven't had any instances where I felt uncomfortable. Nope, not at what, all. What would you Can't tell? Speak to that. What would you tell a woman who who, who may feel insecure about getting into the industry? Because it's so male dominated, what would be your advice to to her? Get out of your own way. Mm. And what does that mean? Put your fear to the side. Get out of your own way. Mm. Get out of your own way. Put the fear to the side. Um, us as women, we can do a lot of things that men can't. It's just it is what it is. Uh, they, my my business partner knew, knew it instantly. There's no way we can conquer this without you know what I mean. <laughs> Bring you in on this one, right? You know what I mean. And so um, there's a lot of things that um, men within within trucking understand our our power. Um, if you look at a lot of these companies, look at a lot of these trucking companies. Yes, there's a man CEO, but who's running the company? Who's right. running the company? Yeah. Probably a woman. Mm, I love that. What's on the roadmap for, for integrity transport in terms of growth? What Because what, you said business plan, right? So you already know where you're going, right? You have a compass. Where are you guys going next three to five years? Oh, three to five years. Mm -hmm. So within three to five years, Integrity Transit, we're going to go ahead and transfer over into a full 3PL. And so um, we're um, actually right now getting into um, warehousing. Um, and so I'll be fulfilling uh, partial uh, government contracting as well as our own 3PL. Mm, so warehousing, that's mm -hmm. the next move. Yeah. Dope, dope, dope. I love it. I that's love it. definitely on the agenda. For sure. How, how long? Probably more. Probably less than three years. Probably next couple months. Yeah, but when you <laughs> dealing with me, you know, messing you know, with you, messing with me, you <laughs> next, know, next month. But you said five years. I mean, I, I, I gave don't you even. The, I gave yeah, you a long that, yeah, that was a long term. All right, five so years, so so let's say a year. Warehousing. 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 Okay. You want to get some more trucks? Uh, Is it necessary? I think no. It's not. No, um, <clears> because I understand the business and. What government contracting has showed me, you don't necessarily, they're not asking you, hey, how many trucks do you have? They're saying, can you fulfill this? Mm. And so that really um, helped me to understand I don't need a fleet of 50 to go ahead and land these contracts. And then let's be honest, trucks are a liability. Yeah, It, it is. Do, it you is. Think, do you think sometimes people get it backwards in terms of the game where it's more so about controlling everything as opposed to owning a bunch of trucks? everybody, I think people like look at it like, oh, I got a fleet of 50 trucks, a fleet of 100 trucks, a fleet. You, you know what I mean? Like, do I think it's ego. I think it's whereas like, the people with the power don't own any trucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's ego. <laughs> I really um, it, I, it sounds good. But a woman from business. All right, cool. All right, cool. You know, um, you were asking your other guests. OK, that's what you gross. But how much you bring it home? Right. So that the truck made two forty, but how much are you you know what I mean? Right. Um, and so no, I don't desire to own a fleet of fifty or a fleet of fleet of a hundred anymore. Right. That's more of a vanity vanity metric. Mm-hmm. Right, mm -hmm. right, right. Mm -hmm. Now that's that's mm -hmm. that's dope. That's yep. that's some real game. Yep. 
That's yep. a real game. Um, but that's just me. Yeah. Let me whoever does want to own a fleet of fifty, more power to you. Right. Go get it. Go right. get it. Go conquer. You know. But just for me and and what I have now learned about this industry, it's not needed. It's not needed to check a bag. You don't need a fleet of fifty. So what do you what do you enjoy more, the government contracting side or the or the trucking side? Both. 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 Equally. Yeah. Both equally. None is not both more, equally. One isn't more exciting to you. And I love all of my drivers too. Because mm. they're a handful. <laughs> as you know. They're sure. a handful. Yeah. I love every single one of you guys. Yeah. Um, but I love both. I love the truck inside of it and I love the government contract inside yeah. of it. And, and, and you know, and I've noticed to, to your point, I've noticed just through social media and stuff, like you have a really you built a really great culture in your business. I, and it looks I, like I, culture is extremely important. I to worked you. so hard for that. I How did you do that? Be, I, I I knew it, it. It wasn't about just you know putting anybody in that driver's seat. Yeah. You know what I mean. You could find a driver. I know there's a shortage in drivers. It's hard to find a driver, but you could find a driver. Yeah. Is it the right driver for your company? Yeah. And that's all what th- th- that that was my mission. Right. Are you the right driver for my company? Right. I know you're a good driver. I know your MVR is clean, but are you good for Integrity Transit? Yeah, and so we just—I just, you know—had discernment. Just really, really found the right uh, drivers for the team, and that's one of the things that I'm most proud of. Yeah, nah, yeah, and you, and you should be because I mean, it probably takes you longer in the process to yeah, get vetting, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like but when you, my, ha- when but you my have drivers, turnover that is what probably zero. <laughs> yeah, when you have drivers that rep the rep the team as hard as you. Like, Let that's me tell what you, you want. I keep they look. I told you, you gonna get a call. You are gonna get a call. I'm not. I'm not hiring right now. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. I told them how good integrity. I'm not hiring right now. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And um, yeah. I mean, I, that's that's one of the most proudest things that I I, I can speak to is that um, we really really have a a, a family. Yeah. A good team. And that probably translates well. to your other businesses as well, right? I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah, because I Absolutely. saw you in the barbershop the other day, and everybody looked and like they was happy. That's my passive doing, source of income. Fades, you yes. know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, and that that took, that that's five years in yeah. the making. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, let me be 100. That didn't happen overnight. Right. I told you, I'd leave the emergency room, a gun shop, cardiac arrest. I would leave, and I would go to the barbershop, mm. tired in my scrubs, but lead by example. Right. You know, and if you weren't picking up what I was dropping down, you got to go. You weren't a good fit. Yeah. And so that's team exquisite cuts. Yeah, yeah. That's team exquisite cuts. We have team integrity. No doubt. We're a family. No doubt. So if you had to narrow it, narrow it all down to the most important thing in business, would you say it's people? Yes, relationships. People, relationships. Relationships. Mm. Right? Are you speaking? Yeah, we're speaking the same language. Yeah, relationships. Because, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, people yeah. and relationships are the same yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, but, yeah. you know, like I said, it, that that's, and, and like I said, I could tell you work on that because it shines in your yeah, company that, I work on that people are happy. You know what they, I mean? People they, are happy to be there. They, let they, me tell you. They, 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 they love, love what they do. Work. They love coming they to come love. to work. And, you know, <clears> that you don't really see that much. So No, you don't. You know, even you even in big corporations, large carriers, people are disgruntled and looking for another job, looking for the next opportunity. So for you to be able to foster a culture that people are happy for a small business, that takes a lot of work. I, I, mm-hmm. I know from being a businessman myself that that takes a lot of work that you have to put in there up front and probably a lot of costs and a lot of things that you have to expend to get to that point. But mm-hmm. you put that because you're looking at the long game. Right. There yeah. you go. You, the bigger picture. Yeah, the big picture. The, you're looking at the bigger picture, and um, it'll pay off later. Right. So I keep telling myself, yeah. you know, when I sacrifice late nights, early mornings, you know, it'll pay off. It'll pay off because the vision and the goal is there. Yeah. And so you hit it right on the head. No doubt. No doubt. Yep. Dope. Is there anything that I didn't touch on? What else are you working on? I know you got a big, uh, you got a summit coming up. You're going to be speaking. So, yep, 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 yep. Absolutely. Right. Let's, let's talk Great about one. That. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. So PCS software. Mm-hmm. So that is my TMS system that I utilize. Premium, premium TMS system. That TMS system is really, really what helped me to, to grow okay. within the company. Okay. And so I utilized PCS. So I onboarded my India team based off of that software. Mm. And now, you know, we're talking to engineers, IT guys, right? Right. right. In India. Right. They love the software. And so this is a one-stop shop. They got it right. 
Okay. They got it right. Okay. Um, I know there's a lot of um, competitors out there, but I stand by PCS software. It's not paid. It's not funded. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right, right. I truly, truly, truly stand by PCS software. And so <clears throat> we do dispatching. We do fleet management. We do repairs, um, maintenance. We do compliance. I do my accounting, um, my driver settlements, all within one system. Oh, wow. All within one system. Um, issue lumpers. All within one system. Everything. Yep. Direct to the driver. Direct wow. to the tablet. Direct to their phone. Whichever one you prefer. Can't be mad at that. Can't be mad at that. Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. They just integrated too as well with my factoring company. Wow. So we do direct invoicing from that TMS system. Once BOLs are uploaded along with, you know, um, their lumper receipts and things of that nature, direct invoice straight to the um, um, factoring company. Paid same day. That's dope. So you have one tab open and you can do it all. One tab open. Yep. <laughs> so um, August, um, their summit is running August 3rd through the 5th. Mm -hmm. I'll be speaking on the 5th in San Antonio, Texas, really just talking about bringing efficiency to your back office okay. and how I utilize that software and what it did for me as a small fleet owner. Um, we were touching about uh, touching on this a little bit earlier. They don't really deal with small fleets, yeah. um, but for me, they, they changed the game uh, in regard to how I manage my daily operations. Yeah. And so I'm going to really be talking to um, other small fleet owners, even larger um, fleet owners, and give them my perspective and how I brought efficiency to my back office with that software. Mm. Wow. So now you're speaking. Look at I, you. I, who, who, who is she? <laughs> who is she? No doubt. No I wouldn't have known. So, so when you look back you on know. your life and you just see where, where, where you've come and what you're doing now with your life, What's the first thing that comes to mind? <laughs> Humble. Wow. Wow. I can't be I can't be mad at that. I can't be mad at that at all. That's dope. Well, um, I, I think we covered a lot. Yeah, yeah, on that one. Before, <laughs> right. I, you know, I, we gotta I, right, I, right, I, right. I think we got to, right. <laughs> I think we're gonna wrap it. We're gonna um, wrap. Listen, Melanie, this has been this has been real. This has been dope. Um save the best for last. Yeah, yeah. I I I love watching your growth. You know, I've I've been uh privy to your growth. I've seen you grow. Thank you. Just, you know, via social media, I've watched you, you know, come from like just getting started to, you know, every month is something new and you're building and like I said, now you're speaking, you're representing us. Absolutely. You know, for everybody in front Everything of the world. I do. So um, I'm proud of you. Dope. Keep 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 on pushing. You know what I'm saying? Reffing. Um, and I guess we have to wrap it up. We're gonna end with the final thought. You've been giving final thoughts all all day, but we gotta have an official final thought. So we'll do that, and then uh, let everybody know where they can connect with you and connect with Team Integrity. So let's start with the final thought. Okay. So I'm I'm a simple girl. Nothing too complicated. Know what's possible, and make the most of your 24 hours. That's my final thought. You can Melanie Patterson underscore CEO on all platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, um, and then Team Integrity Knowledge Center on um, IG. Definitely, mm. definitely come get the knowledge, you guys. Giving it away. Giving it away. Short and to the point. Listen, Hustle Fam, if you don't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. Um, me and Melanie, we about to be out. But before we go, if you smell something burning, it's only a desire. desire. Man. Me and Melanie, we out. Later. If you twisted, confused, or stuck about trucks, don't be dumb. This is the place to come. Truck and hustle. Let's go.